Spirit. That's the expectancy we're believing for. So we're just going to step into it, I think. Is that all right? You feel it? I feel it. This horse. And, uh, you know, I, before he comes up here, I've got to honour this man. He's, uh, he's a beautiful man of God. And uh, I love his sincerity in his heart for God. And uh, I'm going to brag on him because he doesn't brag on himself. I gave him, uh, I recommended it to some friends of mine, Mark and Darlene, and he went down on the, on the Thursday. And uh, they didn't really know Ferg. And they said, oh, okay, a prophet. And I got a call from Mark Check, and he just said, my goodness, where has he been? Hiding. How he said, honestly, like I believe he's one of the most spot-on prophetic. I'm just setting him up, so no pressure. <laughs> but uh, they actually said, Mark and Darlene said, they've been around. They said they haven't seen someone. He just spoke over their team. And he said, uh, just incredible accuracy. So we're blessed, amen? And we're privileged. And I want that thought in mind. We're going to honor him later in the service. Can we do that? We need to honor the lifestyle, but we need to keep him. He's 74 years young. And we need to pray that he's 104 and he's still in our church prophesying. <laughs> we might have to prop him up. We might have to hold his arms. He might have to hold my arms because... That's 20 years from now, so or more than that, isn't it? <laughs> 30 years. I was always good at maths. So why don't we, who was good at maths at school? Yeah. Why don't we invite him up and give him a hand? And I'm just going to hand the service over and give the team a great. Brilliant. Good morning, church. Thank you for those nice words. I'm reminded. Just take your seat. Thank you. I remember. Thank you, musicians and singers. We just absolutely love what you do. I didn't. I didn't know that Dave had a musical bone in his body. But there he is. Yeah. Love you, church. It's an absolute delight to be with you and. Uh, but I was reminded when he was talking about, he might prop me up in the pulpit, but I remember a guy coming to our church in New Zealand and uh, he was, he was, he was, must have been in his 80s, but he had died in the pulpit in Hawaii on his way to our, and we got to our church and I'm praying that he'll stay alive in my pulpit because I tell you what, man, he was, he was pretty, he had records to prove that he'd been risen from the dead. But <laughs> he must be just above, just into the, into the live bracket. Because I tell you what, he was pretty, he was pretty frail. But he lived. So, it's awesome. I just remind him that. So, God does raise the dead. So, if I come and I'm 84 or whatever, 85 or whatever, 86 or 96, wherever I come, if I, if I die in the pulpit, raise me from the dead, guys. I'm looking forward to that, yeah. I'll get my own back on him. <laughs> well, I am going to endeavor just to be the prophet this morning. I, I have some things in my heart that I believe that really is for this church. And, um, and so I haven't talked to your pastor about the things I have in my heart, but I'm pretty confident that 
I always see the seed of what I'm about to say, but and then I'm going to I'll speak corporately a couple of over a couple of issues, and then I will um, endeavour to prophesy over some people in your church. But you know, there's there's a big thing that we need to understand very clearly that when when you when you got born again, you got born again into the kingdom of God, and you know, and we and we know the Bible says God that. The Lord's going to build the church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. But you know what? He says that once, but he says more than 120 times he asks us to build the kingdom. More than 120 times he tells us to build the kingdom. And sometimes what happens just, just by, by language, we, we end up losing sight of, of our purpose and what we're really called to do. You know, and if, I, love, I absolutely love the church. I've been, I, I've been around the church for 50 odd years. And I'm absolutely in love with the church. But you know what? Sometimes I think we should give up our church membership to become citizens of the kingdom. Who can hear me? I think it's far more important for you to realize that you're a citizen of heaven than to be a church member. The church is here to equip you for the kingdom. Who heard me? And it really is quite a different picture. We find that the, that that the church polarizes around around a very small uh, dimension. When Jesus came from heaven, he brought the kingdom into earth. He brought eternity, and quite frankly, you are in eternity right now. I love what he said about uh, you know you know, you get rewarded for for your for your work in eternity. And if we could start to see the, 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 the significance of eternity, my God. As if you could see the significance of eternity, you'd start to live different. See, the problem is we, we, we do. We live, like, we live with, with, with dual citizenship, and, and, um, and we really get, and the devil really uses that. You know, you know we've heard of the Antichrist. This is my other word that I've got for the corporate church. Who's heard of the Antichrist? He's Antichrist. He's anti-anointing. Christ comes to that, that word Christos, the anointed one. And, um, and so what happens is we, we, we polarize around, uh, around our, our Australian citizenship and, and even around church citizenship. And, and, and we lose sight of the, of, of the bigness and the significance of who you are. Come on, church, can you hear me today? You are the most significant people on the planet. And your Heavenly Father has invested himself in you. You were created to be creative. Come on, some of you really need to hear me. Everywhere you go, you're created to bring, to, to create. Please, some of you, I'd like to come and sweep a broom right through your whole life and, and give you a fresh start about who, who you really are. You know, I, I always want to apologize for saying I used to be a, I, I used to be a farmer boy. You know, to me, I, I tell you what, I was a kingdom of heaven farmer boy. And to me, all I want you to understand today is that, that your significance is so big. I said, everyone say big. big. No, more attitude, please. Big. big. Come on, <laughs> that's still filthy small. One more time. Big! Big! 
That's what I call attitude. And you have to have attitude when you, when you understand that you belong to the kingdom of God because there's a whole lot of attitude outside of you that's attacking you and shifting you from your position as being a kingdom citizen. Who told you this week that you had miracles inside of you? Who told you this week that there's, there's signs and wonders inside of you? Who told you this week that there's a business inside you, that there was relationships inside you that are going to take you forward? Who told you all that stuff? That's what I'm talking, you're talking about. I'm talking about an antichrist spirit that does not want you to go anywhere near the power of God, that doesn't want you to think power, that doesn't want you to think supernatural. He doesn't want to think that this atmosphere that you're walking in here, you walk out and you take that wherever you go. This is the, this, that's the problem with church. We come for an hour and a half or two hours and we enjoy an atmosphere and we go and we walk out and leave the atmosphere behind. Come on, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. You don't. You take it with you. You steward it. You build on it. You, you extend the... It's life inside you by meditating, musing, talking the right language on the inside of you. Please hear me. I know why this church exists. This church exists to maximize people's potential. Who heard me? I said, this church exists to maximize people's potential. So your job is to every person you meet is to maximize their potential by, by declaring prophesying and, 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 and speaking in the mind of God into that person. Come on, who's with me here? It's not about coming to church. It's about coming to get equipped to carry the, and to extend the kingdom. You know what? I'm sure I would have told the story. We, I mean, I, I, tell, I tell you, I, I know I'm speaking into the atmosphere. We've we got to fill this atmosphere with supernatural awareness. That when you come in, you feel that awareness and, you, and, you, and you're aligning yourself with it. So when you walk out, you say, no, no, I'm not going to lose it this week. You've you, you got to see it and, and, and have it working. So when you come to the house of God, you walk out and you're, in, and you're empowered by it. Some of you look at me as if this, I'm talking some strange language. No, if you're not thinking like I'm thinking, you're wrong and I'm right. This is kingdom language. I'm sure I told you about living in, the, in, in our first home in, in New Zealand and uh, our neighbors wouldn't talk to us. They, they hated Christians. And uh, they, they actually built a fence between them and us and never asked me to pay for any of it. It was a very ordinary looking fence, but they paid for it, so that was all right. <laughs> Having Scottish blood, I said, getting something for nothing is always a benefit. But you know what? She forgot that the power of God traveled between the cracks and over the top and underneath the fence. Atmosphere, you, we're here to, this church is, is asked by God to create an atmosphere of the supernatural and extend that atmosphere into every person's life you ever meet. So we, they, would, they would not talk to us. For three or four years, they lived beside us. We never talked. Them. One day she ran, we, we didn't even know, we never, we never heard boo out of her. One day she ran into our house 
We don't even remember hearing her knock on the door. She just ran straight in. We had secular friends in our home. And the first words out of her mouth was this, When's church? I can't stand it anymore. That was the first words we heard out of her mouth. And then later on she told us, because we told her, and she turned up at church that Sunday morning with her daughter, and she got, they both got saved. He came with the Sunday night, and they both got saved. And that's another story too, but the, what, I'm, what I'm really trying to tell you here is that she told us after it was the atmosphere around our lives that she couldn't, couldn't stand. She was abusing him. Every time he was a sheriff, I had a logging business, so we both went off to work around half past six in the morning, and uh, he'd, she'd be abusing him out the door, and, and Judy would be calling all his sweet nothings. <laughs> and 50 years later, I still get it. Come on. I married into the kingdom. <laughs> and we create atmosphere. Can I hear? The, and, and this morning, who felt atmosphere here? It doesn't stop when the music stops. You steward it. You go home, you talk like this. I went around my house, house talking like this even today, 50 years later, saying, the power of God's on me. God's on me. God's with me. When I turn up, something happens. That's not arrogance. That's how you should be talking. The potential of this church is in you more than it is in these two. I thank God for these two, but I tell you what, you've got the most awesome, loving pastors and leaders you've got. You need to hear what they say and do what they say. Come on, please hear me. I was in a... You know, I, this part of me wants to sit here and cry today because I sense the, the weight of the significance of this church. I've never felt like this before. 1996, I was in Parks, at Orange Park, somewhere out there anyway. And I was, I was talking to a bunch of farmers. I didn't know that one farmer was in, in seven years of drought. The farms had been in seven years of drought, 96. Apparently there was a big drought in 1996. And I just happened to say to this guy, this farmer, I said, you need to drive around your farm and prophesy the former and the latter rain over your land. You know, the Israel had two rains. The, the former rain prepared the soil and the second rain prepared the, the harvest. And I said to this guy, you need to do this. You know what I love this guy so much for? He took his camera and his wife, drove around the farm every morning for three months and prophesied the rain. He had a kingdom mindset. Come on, he had a kingdom mindset. He didn't ask God, he declared God. Come on, church, we're asking God for so many things he's asked us to declare and proclaim. I'm, if I'm a prophet, my job is for you to catch my spirit and do what I say. I'm not trying to be a hero, but there's some things inside of me that are born of God. And if you do it, you'll get God results on you. This guy did it for three months and the rain came. I thank God he took photos on the first visit because he sent me photos of what happened after the rain came. He had grass as high as the fence. He was the only guy that had it. He won the prize for the best loser because he was the only one that had any. <laughs> he sent me photos. I've got the photos. I wish I'd bought the photos. But Judy carries them in her bag and she's gone on strike at the moment. She doesn't want to travel anymore. So pray for her, would you please? <laughs> but love her. In the, you know, I get mad because I, I, I needed her to dry my back. <laughs> to bring me the towel when I get out of the shower. 
I've got to do all that stuff myself now. That's wicked. That's almost sin, isn't it? Now I've lost my anointing. I'm saying something very important at that point. What was I saying of significance? Anyway, the th oh, the grass. Ah, he sent me photos. But you know, the Bible says, believe the prophet, you shall prosper. That's what, what I'm saying is that he, he could have read that, or he, but, but he, or even if he read it, he would have done it. But the, the great la last great news I heard, that I, because I hadn't heard from him in this, you know, for a long, long time, and I found his number in my phone, I phoned him, and he just, I said, how are you doing? He says, he was laughing. He said, I've just sold my farm, he said. He said, I've got a million dollars more than expected price. Come on, church, we're in the kingdom. We expect kingdom results. You might be living in this world, but you're not of this world. You're born from above. You're born of the seed of God. His creativity is inside of you. You hear him. My God, you've got to catch this thing. If you want to live a miserable life, just stay part of this world. But thank God you haven't got a church that's part of this world. You're going to hear kingdom. Can I tell you one more story and then I'll get loose? I'm just practicing. I was uh, in, uh, I don't know what I've told us here the other night. I have no clue what I've told or what I haven't told now, but this is all the latest news that I've got for you. 20 odd years ago, I led a, a young guy to the Lord. He was a mechanic at the time to the Lord in, in the Czech Republic. He was about, I don't know how old he was. He must have been about 20-odd. Oh, no, he might have been 25, something like that. Anyway, we've, we've mentored him for a number of years, and today he's one of the most prosperous guys in the, in the Czech Republic. And I was up there earlier this year, and he was telling me the story. He said he had a 50, he, his, he runs his kingdom. He runs his business on kingdom principles. And I'm going to pray for every business person here today that you get a revelation of the kingdom. I mean, he, you don't work for him on his staff as an executive, unless you first learn how to honor everybody underneath you. Everybody that works for you is more important than you. That's the attitude that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the future of this house. Everybody around you is more important than you. I said everybody around you is more important than you. You put value in people. You love God, you love people. Anyway, what happens and so you know, the whole concept is if if someone's not doing too good uh, in, in the workplace, you, you try and help them solve what it is. And if you can't, and, and, and if, if they can't solve it, then you help them find another job in some other company. You go with them to find another job somewhere that suits them. How's that for working for a company? He also says, we're not here to make profits. We're here to, he's in, the, in the, a whole uh, farming industry. He says, we're here to help the farmers of the Czech Republic. If we help them, we will prosper. I'm talking into the kingdom right now. I'm talking to church people, but you are part of the kingdom. You're here to, to bring prosperity and to bring increase to everybody around you. This is, I'm just telling the story because this, this, this happens. This is, for, this is for real. I said, this is for real. And anyway, so he told me. And he, he told me of a woman that, that was not doing too well and one of his executives wanted to fire her and he said, no, no, not yet. I just feel we need to hang on to her for a while and just work with her. So they worked with her. 
One day she was in the back of a car while, while Alice was talking to another executive and heard them they're talking about identity. And this woman realized that she, her problem was that she didn't know who she was. And she went home and talked to her husband and started, and, and started to, and, and, and so she started to work on it. She's not, not born again, like a lot of staff, but he takes them all to business Christian business conferences and they get saved. He flies them there. He pays for them. And then, and so what happened? Uh, this 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 woman came to one one day and said she had a dream at home. Right, and she and she saw what was wrong with Alice's. He had the ten thousand hectares of land, and um, she saw what was wrong with his soil. So so Alice was so inspired by what happened. He got a scientist in to have talk with her. And the scientists couldn't believe how this 55-year-old uneducated mother could know what she knew about the soil. Who knows that God gives us dreams in the night and talks to us during the day. So they did what this woman said, and his farm produced 100% more crop. He doubled his production on his farm because of what this woman said. Say, say I'm living in the kingdom. God wants you and I to get a kingdom mindset. We've got to get a kingdom mindset. And so what happened was, guess all his neighbors' farms saw what he had done. They all doubled their production. Of course, he's so busy now, flat out. He's, got, he's you know, he's just so busy because he produces um, farm. He, he produces cattle foods and all the kind of stuff for the, and so he's been totally blessed. Why am I talking like this? Because you're in the kingdom. The church is far bigger. I mean, the kingdom is far bigger than the church. It was around. The church is only 2,000 years old. You're, you've been around for eternity. You're in the, God's mind before the beginning of time. I don't, I don't know whether you want to believe me or not, but, but God knew you before you in your mother's womb. I'm no accident, but neither are you. I tell you, 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 you're a royal priesthood. There's, there's something very, very powerful in your life. With what little bit I've done in, in my 50 years of Christianity, and I, and I meet most of you people, and I think, man, if I've done this, goodness knows, what would you do if you had what I got a hold of? You'd do twice as far as I've gone. I'm, I'm totally uneducated. I'm still trying to get to Bible college. Can someone hear me today? Say, I'm in the kingdom. Don't look behind you. I said, stop looking behind you. Stop it. You are hindering yourself and everybody else. God's got a future for you. And it's in the kingdom of God. It's in the kingdom. It's got, it, your future is full of eternity. It's God's world. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I could go on and on and on, but I just, your future, I'm telling you, you've got the keys of the city. You've got the keys of the city. They unlock mysteries. Revelation unlocks mysteries. What happened to that man with the, with, with the drought? A mystery was on, he was in a drought. He had no, there was no answer, drought.
But in the kingdom, there's no drought. And I'm saying to farmers today, there's no drought in the kingdom of God. I'd love to find a bunch of farmers and tell them that story and then to pray and, and agree with it that we're going to pray and agree that rain will come. Oh, God. I want everybody just to stand up for a moment. 95, God asked me to, to leave my church. I told my pastors three or four times I didn't want to. Then God visited me, and I heard God, and I was happy to do it once God told me. But he gave me a very clear, a clear mandate, and that was to empower people you're going to make up your mind whether there's an anointing on my life or whether it's not. That's your choice. But if you think there's something on me, then I'd say that please take it off me. Please take it off me. Gideon was a guy that had nothing going for him. When the angel came to tell him that, that God wanted to use him, he said, no, no, I, I'm the wrong person. I'm the, least, I'm, I'm the least person in my father's household, and my father's household is the least in all Israel. God had the right one. He, he, he was thinking back. God clothed him with his power. God clothed him with his power. I said God clothed him with his power. Japheth was a half-brother uh, to, to, uh, and his brothers threw him out of home because he was the son of a harlot. And they didn't like that idea. But God's hand was on Japheth he was clothed with the power of God and led Israel in peace for 40 years. We all, laugh at, we all know about Samson's conclusion, but I'll tell you what, God clothed him. And I know this, I want you to, I want you to be, I, I want you to be on, on the kingdom side because there's, a, there's an anti-Christ spirit that does not want the church clothed in power. He doesn't want you to start thinking miracles and signs. Well, he doesn't want to think you start to think answers to your problems. He doesn't want you to think that there's, that there's a whole new door in front of you that you can walk through. The lady, the whole door for you right in front of you that's so free of timidity. There's so much locked up inside you, but timidity shut it down. And today I come in the name of Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus. I come in that name. That awesome name, that loving name of Jesus Christ. And, and with that same anointing, I break every bit of timidity right off her that she can begin to lead like she's been called to lead. You've been called to lead. You've called to inspire. The anointing of God's on you to, to, to lead others. And today, all the timidity that, that, that's come on your life, I loose it off her. It comes right off her in Jesus' name. And today I speak boldness and courage into her spirit. This is Love has captured your life. There's nobody more loved in the kingdom of God than you. Thank you, Father. I want you to raise your hand, and I'm going to release the, the prophetic anointing that unlocks and releases. Father, according to the graces of my life and the call, I release your anointing. I release it. I release it. I release it over this house. 
I release it over this house. I release it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Proclaim. Declare. Unlock. Release. Receive. I'd love you just to open up your eyes. Don't shift your heart. Hold this position. At least for this meeting, and then work on holding it forever. Steward it. Take your seats. I'm going to pray over them. Maybe, uh, really, I've probably said enough today to change the church completely if we all picked it up and run with it. Upmarket, sparkling water. Holy water. Which had the hell pulled out of it. Now let me go. I'd like to pray for this couple just here. Just these two. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Come. Yeah. I can see it. I, I the Spirit of God, while I was going on there before, I saw the Spirit of God literally behind you. The Spirit of God was on, was on your shoulders. And uh, there's a very distinct call of God in your life for the marketplace. And God wants to honor you. There's been a very, uh, there's been a very, uh, a no guile, there's been a very open heart, a very, you know, it's been, it's been difficult, it hasn't been easy for you. Uh, but, but I see the Spirit of God come to, to reposition you on the inside to, to see another day. And I can tell you that God's going to reposition you and you're going to lead from that place of liberty and freedom. God's going to prosper you, and, and I see creative ideas being flowing out of you. I don't know what you do. I've got no idea, but I don't have to know. What I know is that I heard the Spirit of God and saw the Spirit of God resting on your shoulders. Today, God does not want you to be ashamed of the power or be, uh, be uh, understand that, that you're going to walk with a very distinct touch of God in life. When you, let me tell you, when, when you come into the presence of God, what do you feel on the inside? Uh, just pure joy, pure peace. That's the kingdom. And you take that on the inside because the outside pressure has put too much on you. And you've lived by the outside pressure but from day on you're going to live from the, on the inside. And the king's going to stand up on the inside. You're going to get creative ideas. You're going to sow creative ideas. Very boldly you're going to start talking. Whereas I can see in the past you've been slow to speak, slow to, slow to offer your, your opinions. You've been a guy that's walked in the shadows of a whole lot of other people, but today God says, I'm, I'm bringing you forward. I see God putting a spirit of intercession on you, and I see you praying him into position. I see a very, you're going you're to go home with, with, with a real distinct touch of God in you that, that, that you're called to more than just survive 
in this world. And, and you know, to me, it's like I see a whole new day ahead of you. And it's not God's got nothing to do with people or circumstances. It's got every day that today God's called you to a whole new day. This is the last day of, of an old life and the first day of a whole new life. And I believe it's, it's all about living from what's inside you. And today the Word of God's going to start taking on a new meaning and a whole new distinction is going to come over your life. I'm telling you, God has separated you today for a whole new future in the kingdom. Little lady, she's the best stage in front of you. you I see you. I see you very, very. You know, I see you very close to your man, and very. And you look for him for strength. But today, you're going to find a greater strength, even the person of Christ Jesus. And you're going to go together, start creating stuff, and you're going to put your name on it because God's given it to you, not to someone else. Father, I just thank you. word was for probably three or four other people in this room too. If I'm prophesying over some people, I'm telling you that there's other people that when it bears witness with your spirit, it's yours. Own it. I want you to own it. I really want you to do that. Thank you, Father. Whew. Let the spirit of God on this. Sure, this guy in the end, you come. Yeah. You know, it's like I see strong young man, strong, just strong, strong, purpose, strong, purpose-driven, strong. But I see the Holy Spirit coming and visiting you that, that you want to be weak. And the greatest thing you've got going for your day is nothing. Because the Spirit of God wants to give you some creative ideas and take you. There is a creative part of you that's been functioning and it's been working, but it's been functioning without the dimension of the Spirit. And it, God gave you a gift but nowadays you're going to come put your spirit on that gift, and that gift's going to be twice as functional as what it's been in the past. I see it's, had, it's limited to what it can do, but today God wants to come and equip you for a whole new day. And, and the, most, most, the greatest key I can give you is the key that, that you take hold of gratitude and, and just keep thanking God. Thank God you've got nothing going for you. Just, just give him everything. I want you to, to me, at some point in your personal life, I just go and surrender everything you've got to God and, and, let, and keep surrendering it to him. And when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is you clothe yourself with God. And I can tell you that there's a whole future, a creative future. I see you leading, and I see other people um, being blessed because of your leadership. Father, I pray right now that the same anointing on me will come on to him. Thank you. I want to pray for these kids. Can I pray for these?
this fork. Jeez. Yeah, three fourths. Just this in this row here. Come on, kids. Let me pray with you. Thanks, Jesus. This is tomorrow's church. How come a handsome guy of you men to find three girls to stand behind? <laughs> Man, I tried that all my life and never got away with it. I love you. You're awesome. God, buddy. Thank you. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just see this. You know, it makes your peers, you're, you're confident, you're, and, you're, and, you're, and you're strong. And, but I see a certain, you, you observe more than you, you take so much in and you and you watch and you and you listen and you hear and I, and I believe that God wants you to understand today that his spirit his promises to you uh, that'll take you and produce a fruitfulness and multiply you and I see God taking your life and multiplying just like he promised Adam that he would do he that that he would and he would increase he would increase the size of what God had given him and I'm telling you, little lady, right from the word go, there's this sensitivity about your life that God's going to take a hold of, and, he want, and He's going to give you gifts, and, and you're going to love doing what you do because of the presence of God. Today, right now, if you, I just want you to shut your eyes and just, and just expect the Holy Spirit to come and touch you because He's going to come and take your life and multiply everything that's inside of it. He's going to come and release it. And you're going to find a whole new sense of confidence and boldness with your life. Father... Let that same anointing shut your eyes. Just, just imagine like you're breathing in the presence of God. Father, visit her. Visit her. Visit her. I see you taking hold of the hands that are weak. I see you talking to them and loving them. And you're going to be one of the first friends they have. They're going to start trusting you to connect them to other kids. You're like a mother to kids. I see you giving them helpful advice. God's hands on you. And all the way through your life, God's going to use you to bring increase. I'd love someone to say that to me when I was a little kid. Well, she's a big kid. You're not a little kid, are you? Thank you, Lord. Father, all the shyness comes off her. Thank you, Father. Understand, because the Spirit of God, I will instruct you, I will teach you. For who you are, I will treat you like you're my, my favorite child. I will breathe my life into you. I'll show you how to think. I'll teach you how to think. And I'll teach you how to raise up other people of like mind to Understand this is the day where I come to apprehend your life with love and with mercy and with kindness. I pour my kindness into you this day, says the Spirit of God. The presence, the presence, the presence. Come on, give me a bigger one. Yeah, I got a bit of attitude. I that's why I like attitude, buddy. Thank you, Father. Wow. A student books everywhere, always thinking about something, creative, always carrying a sense of urgency, always urgent, always, something's always important.
something. I just see always this something. There's always something important in your life going on. And, and I see you structured and organized, helping organize unstructured people. You're a leader and not a follower. And my grace and my power are on you. Man, these kids are getting a touch of the power of God. I can coming back on me. Hi, <laughs> smile. Give me a big smile. Yeah. I'm a nice bloke. Am I a nice bloke? I'm not too bad, am I? You don't have to be fearful. I, I, I don't think you're beautiful. I'm handsome, say that. Say, Fred, you're handsome. No, don't. I'll get too much rubbish. People give me a hard time. This is the, pre that's the, this is the presence of God. One that actually loves solving problems. One that's not intimidated by difficulties. One that stands up when something taller than her stands up. She stands up with it, unafraid to step forward. Very bold. A one that will create pathways for others. One that will create tracks, tra tracks and tracks and and I, I just see, I see like highways created for people's lives. People are going to step into greatness because you went before them. One well-known, one that stamps with authority, one that carries a tongue of a pen, a pen of a ready, like a pen of a ready writer, ready to speak with wisdom. Wisdom is a primary gift. Father, wisdom is a primary gift. Hold each other's hand for a minute. Well, put your arm out. Yeah, that's right. And just look up like you're, like you're expecting God to come and visit this. Look up. Stretch your eyes. Just imagine you're having a big drink of water, the whole lot of you. Just shut your eyes. Just imagine you're drinking. Just breathe it in. Father, it's the anointing that's on my life. The anointing, Father. Jesus preached on disciples and they received the Holy Ghost. Awesome. Thank you, Father. Can I pray for this guy in the orange shirt? And is, that your, is that your wife's side chick? No. I don't want to have the wrong people connected up. <laughs> I've, known, I've been known to do that. You know, I, I sense this very open spirit and it's a real open open, both of you very open-hearted. I see hospitality as a very, as a major thing in your life. I believe that. And, but, but I see this, and I really feel this, I don't say this lightly, but we live in a, in a fatherless generation, sir. Half the, half, more than half the babies born in the United States of America today have not got no fathers. There are people that want fathers. Want, I, God wants you to be like a father. He wants you to carry a father's heart. He wants you to be, be inspired and, 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 re and release and unlock. And, 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 and I want to tell you, there's, there's, there's a potential inside you to, to make, a, uh, make a woman feel comfortable, to make her feel that you're, you're e easily treated, your, your spirit's easy. People 
buy into you very easy, very easy to make friends with. And I believe that God wants you to be like a mother. And, 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 and I'll tell you, I, I tell you what, it, it's, it's, it's just speaking out of the lessons you've learned. You don't have to, have, you don't have, to have, know everything. But you've been through, both you've been through lessons in life. You've got both got things inside you that you've learned and that you know are true and that they work. And I believe that you, you, can, you can just say things. You can make one-minders to people. You can say make little statements and they're going to live and not die. You're going to maximize people's potential and, and cause a kingdom mentality. You're going to start fires. Just when ask is not a crime. When you light fires in people's hearts of warmth and tenderness and openness and friendliness, I tell you, that's the, that's the strength. God is the Father, all the families and names in heaven and earth. Church is the family, the kingdom of God, the Father. It's, it, 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 it's, 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 it's a community of, of people who are stuck together. And I see you're like the, you're like the, the I can say like the meat in the sandwich. The, or you're, you're, you're like, that's the wrong thing to say to a woman, I say that to you. But don't say, you're, you're, you're like the, the honey in the sandwich. Correct that, but what I'm trying to say is it's what sticks people together, and I believe that you know you could get you could get on with your own lives and and and, and come to church and, and just get on with your own life. But I really believe that, that you are summoned into the kingdom of God. God called you into the kingdom of God. It's more. It, I tell you, you're called from the depths of your spirit. You haven't even touched a, a, a fraction of what God wants to flow through you. Today he's come to light your fire. He's come to light a fire in both of you. There's this this supernatural awareness inside you. I mean, he wants you to start talking the language. I see you sitting around the, around the table and you're starting to talk a talk that's way beyond what you've ever seen before. But today I believe God's got me here to light a fire inside you that you know, both of your significance is in the life of other people. You're going to take steps of faith. You're going to start talking together about believing God for signs and wonders, believing God for headaches to leave, for women's pains to leave. And I see you, you get, you're starting to get, get excited about the fact that God will use you rather than just sit in the house of God uh, and listen to sermons. That's, I really believe that God wants you on the front row. And tonight, the, this morning, the power that's on my life wants to get on your life. Father, I place it on her, on him. Visit them. Visit them. Wake up their spirit today, Lord. Let the prophetic anointing begin to flow out of them when they talk. There's life in their words. It catches people's hearts. Thank you, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Holy Ghost. Is this a couple here? Is this a couple? Yeah, come both. Come this way with your folks. Yeah. I see. I can just, you just, you know, you're, you're a chatter. You know, you think that guys just feel comfortable with, and I see you just chatting away about, just chatting. You just, you love, you know, you just chat, which, like I do. I get with people, and I just chat about, first thing I talk about is rugby, because that's the only game played in heaven, so, <laughs> so I chat. So you chat about things that interest you. But, but I believe today God wants to understand that for both you, the interest he has in you is the fact that you, Again, that there, there, there are values in both your lives, that things are precious to you that are spiritual and that, but that can be talked about from a very secular level but carry, uh, carry weight. And I believe that today that God wants, I believe that God wants you to, you're like, a, again, it's like, you, you're, not, you, you're, like a, you're like an uncle, a father, a brother, a son. You're all those to all people. 
And I believe that God wants to see that, see, see that you go home today really like there are values inside you that can be transferred out of your spirit into those things that you value. He wants you to understand there are values that he's given you to put in other people. Today, he doesn't want you to live with a silent life with just, just chatting. He wants you to be able to make a statement of people and just let them know of a quality that's inside them that is going to wake them up. And I just see like I just see like a fire traveling through you, and it's like you're you're a fire lighter. It's like you light things in people's hearts that come alive, and that and that and that what what it does it creates unity, and unity commands blessing. And that's why I believe that both God wants to just light fires that are going to cause blessing to flow. And it's, it's it's little words of your heart that come out of your experiences in life that are going to light fires in people's hearts and and bring about a unity that commands the blessing of God. That's what you do. You command blessing because you create an, an environment that, that causes people to be on the same page. And that's what, you, that's what God, and you, if you did the rest, of you, you, every day of your life to find a word of comfort, a word of enjoyment, a word, something to share with somebody, you're going to create a unity. Because I can tell you God's going to visit this house. He's going to cause an enlargement. And, and what, above everything else, so he's making people bigger. Everyone who joins this house is going to become a contributor into the kingdom of God. And God singling you out today to let you know you're more than just a couple around here that fill a seat. You're people that carry value and you're significant in the eyes of the Lord. Father, let the prophetic anointing on me rest on her now. Father, let the anointing on me to rest on him now. Now, it rests on me. That's right, Father. Just, I, just, I just want you to just, just look up. And just, this, is, this is just more than, it's more than you. This is the power of God on you. Father, he's a daddy. He knows what pain is. He knows what strength is. Today, I thank you for igniting the fire inside of him. A whole lot, I'm talking to a whole lot of people in this room. You know what? Three years ago, my God, I hope you understand this. Preaching over, prophesying over one people, one couple is not. It's more than that here today. God's trying to say something into the whole room here today. I was in. I was asked to go to a United Christian Broadcasters, a, a huge radio station in, in, in the UK. And I spoke on Trent three or four years ago. And um, when I got there, I said I, my first meeting was with the trustees and the board. And I remember um, saying to God, God, I don't know what to say to the trustees and the board. I got no idea. And, uh, and then as I said, as quick as I said it, a little brochure and sitting on the mantelpiece had, which had United Christian Broadcast written on the word United got blown up. And uh, God said, the trouble is they're not united. And he told me why they weren't united. He said, because they're of the 150-odd staff out of the whole number of staff, there was only about 15 of them that were spirit-filled. And, and so they were all, um, they were all well-qualified. They were radio uh, announcers, there was um, journalists, there was ITP, all the professional things, they're all professional, they all knew the job, but they'd lost sight of the purpose. I'm sitting here today and this is what's going through me. You know, to me, you love God, but you've got a purpose. God wants to ignite the purpose of this house. This building is too small. And the reason it's too small is because the purpose inside you is involved in maximizing other people's lives with what's inside of you. Who can hear me? You've got to hear me. You, got, you guys have been through some stuff that 
other people have never been through. Or they're going through it and they need someone to identify what, how to get through it. Anyway, what happened was, excuse me, I just wet my whistle here. What happened out that when I had the meeting, the CEO, a little French guy who was spirit-filled, said to the staff, to this board, who had never met the staff, the staff had never met the board, said, we're going to go up there and uh, make, make ourselves known. Well, I watched in the corner as the staff were just overwhelmed to the thought that they were meeting the board and the, and the trustees, and, and they all started to talk and chat. And I thought, man, this started something. And then for the rest of the week, I prophesied over all these people that 150 of them who didn't know what prophecy was, but what they heard was me saying stuff about them that they knew was correct. And they, and they so all started chatting to one another. I got home after that week, and two, uh, about three, two or three weeks later, I got a letter from the radio station. Would you please come back next year? Please, please, please. You, you've changed the whole place. What a change was the adage that everybody had value. Come on, church. And from that day, relationships started to form and became a big family. Let's come back when I went back the next year. See, this has repercussions. It has your unity is going to command the blessing. I'm sorry it's so simple, but this is true. Your unity will command the blessing. Your commitment to the kingdom, not just to the church, to the kingdom. The king, Jesus brought the kingdom into the earth, demonstrated it. Who can hear me? I went back the next year. When I got back, the Spirit of God said, there's trouble in the, in the, in the marketing department. So I was praying for a young man. In the second year, second time I went back, he looked like, I, I just felt, I didn't feel anything except that he was a leader. I said, you're a leader and God wants you to pursue him so you can be a great leader. Then he said to me, could I talk to you privately, please? I need something I need to talk over. So I said, sure. So I got, I got with him. He said, I have, and he, he blew the whistle on the, on the head of the department. He said, the head of the department and I, we've had an attitude against our CEO. I need to confess it so I can get on with living a Christian life. He confessed it and repented of it. I said to him, you need the Holy Ghost. He's one of these non-Pentecostal guys. He says, no way, I don't need that. He's got much, no way, no way, no way. As, I, as he's doing this, the power of God picks him up and throws him backwards across the room. It's like watching a, a surfboard on an angle like this going across the room, crash land into the couch and began to shout like he was totally out of control in tongues. And then on the last day, the, the head of the department would never come near me. The first trip, he never come near me. The second trip, he never come near me. Until the last day, and I thought at 10 o'clock he had an appointment. I said to the, the PAs, he's not going to turn up. He never turned up the red. He turned up. So I said to him, I said, have you got a problem with God? And he just stands and looks at me. He won't answer me, he just stares at me. He's like looking at me, and I'm looking, and it's getting uncannily uncomfortable because he's just looking at me, not saying anything. I think, do I say something? And I said, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to wait for him to move. 
finally said, yes, I have. And he says, and the reason for the long silence is that I've been arcing up on the inside about what you said to me, but I've noticed both your visits that you're a man sent by God, and I can't afford to lie. I'm a manipulator, I'm a controller, and I'm this and I'm that, and named all the things that's wrong with him. I said, do you want to be set free? He said, I do. I need these chains broken off my chest. So I prayed for him, broke the chains off, and he had to see the, the, the CEO at 5 o'clock that day. And after he came, after he had seen the, the CEO, the CEO came, CEO came to me and said to me, what have you done to Withers? He's a completely different man. He'd been set free. I said to him, yeah, but I'm not sure he's the man for the, for, the, for the job. He's set free, but the man in the wrong place. So he shifted his position, but got changed. But you know what happened? Again, I got another little, would you please come back next year? So I'm going back in January. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. But all I'm saying is this unity commands a blessing. They took up a, they take every year, they take up their money, what they do, their fundraising. They raised, I think it was, I'll cut the math, but it was huge, something like 50 million pounds above the budget the last time I was there while I was there. Why? Because blessing. Because, because of unity. I'm not saying there's not unity here, but we need to preserve it. And we preserve by taking a hold of what God's given us on the inside. All right. It's over time. Sorry. You, you, you want to quickly give me some people on the prayer wall? Or close to me, whatever. Couple of people, these two here, and you guys have got your service tonight. I'd like you guys, two couples, to come out here. And the rest, you need to be back tonight. Tonight we're just going to prophesy. I know these guys. He wants all he wants to do is prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. <laughs> He's no different than the rest. They're all the same. They're all the same. All tied with the one brush. But I have been prophesying. I can honestly say what I've been saying to you corporately is I can honestly say God gave me those two keys. And if you'll take either of them, you're going to prosper. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to prosper. Yeah, so maybe you guys come out and you guys. And then the rest, and then we'll finish up the service afterwards. Tonight, everyone say tonight. People are going to get healed tonight. There's someone here... Well, if you're not here, there's someone here and you have a problem with scoliosis. God showed me someone who's got scoliosis. Who's, anyone here that's got scoliosis? You're back in the, in the top of your back. Is there anyone? You do. God wants to heal you of that. And there's some others to listen to, but I, I haven't just had a brief tonight yet. All right, so I'm going to start here. Holy Ghost. both of you it's almost I want to say these words God's taking you out to bring you into something he's taking you out of something to bring you into something sometimes that transition between out and in can sometimes be quite difficult loaded with with difficult moments and because God's transfer, transferring or transforming 
your mind thinks differently. And I, and, and I really believe that, you know, God takes old people like yourselves because he trusts you. He trusts you both. I can see that, I can see that, that you're here in the house of God because you had a, a very genuine encounter with God in the porch of the house of God, and you're going to build on that. And, 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 out, and out of the transformations of your life, you're going to bring revelation to people. And so don't forget, I just hear this word. It's in Philippians, I think it's the second chapter. Or the first and second chapter. It's in the Amplified Bible, don't be intimidated by the intensity of the battle. The intensity of the battle is a sure impending sign of the destruction of the enemy. And I really believe that God is coming to pick you up and take you through things. God has not forgotten you. God has not forsaken you. It doesn't have to be doing something wrong. Just simply God is taking you out of your past and bring you into this incredible future. The things I said today are things that are laid. I want to really tell you that, that your future is incredible right now, even in eternity right now. This is incredible, beautiful. Um, the winter is over and gone. The time the birds are singing has come. And he just wants you to see that. And, when, and if you can see that, if you just if you just plant your heart in the in God, and when you read the scripture, you, you read who you are in the person of Christ. Who, and I can tell you, little lady, it, you know, there's going to come a switch around and you're going to give people peace because you have worked for Jesus. This is not, this, 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 it's, worth, it's worth staying with it because I can tell you, just, just, just in front of you, in fact, you, the kingdom of God just wants to open up to you and give you the, your freedom. And it's all in the way that you're going to see how, how, you, how, you, how you see the kingdom of God. Today, there's no problems in the kingdom of God. And, uh, and we, he's going to let you see that from today on. It's a whole new way of thinking. Father, I thank you. Your dad is coming to you right now. Father, I just, I'm not sure this is true, but I sense sometimes daddies, natural dads, are not able to be the kind of daddies that we need to be. Sometimes even husbands not always be the husbands that they need because of our own backgrounds. But right now, it's almost like I see God breaking off an awful part so you can get access to your daddy and begin to see families and dads that you love. You're a lover. And today, God's going to take that and build on it. Visit you. Father, today I strengthen your people. I thank you for coming now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Strengthen his spirit. And above everything, Father, I thank you for immersing him in your love. telling you it's all right your heavenly father's looking at it from his side and he 
wants you to see from his perspective. My God. Strong as strong as life. A message. A message of grace. A message of grace. Absolute grace. You're not going to let the enemy take you out. message you might feel like you're in a wilderness but you've got a message of redemption and grace and love and God does not want you to think that one moment of your life is not being not going to be used to bring about freedom in your life today father you pick her up by your Holy Spirit God, I tell you, I just hear your heavenly Father wanting to say to you, don't, don't hide. You don't have to hide in the black rock. You don't have to, you can come forward and love on people because it's so genuine and so full of grace that people are going to live and not die because you turned up on the scene with eyes of love, with eyes of tenderness. Here comes the Holy Spirit. Visit her. That's the Spirit of God, I tell you right now. His presence starts all over you. Visit her. Visit her. Visit her. I just want everybody to carry the anointing like I do. Because we don't have the answers, but the power of God does. I just, I just so glad that the Spirit of God turned up there. I'm so glad the Spirit of God's all over him right now. <laughs> all over him. All over him. He's going to break the roof. If he touched me, I wouldn't even feel it. That's muscle, by the way. Holy Ghost. Oh, my. Whew. I release the presence of God right now. I release it over this building. I release it. I release it. I release it. Oh, God. 
both of you. Sow yourself into the Word of God. Tree planted by the river. The roots go down deep. The roots go down deep. And they cause everything coming by that river to, to shelter under its branches. The green leaves are for the healing. I'm telling you, God's calling you to a generation that needs exposure to the power and the grace of the living God. They need to see it and not hear it. They need to see it in, they need to see it in demonstration. And I want to tell you, God takes the humble of this world. You don't have to have anything going for you except a love for his presence and a love for who he is. And I'm telling you, sir, there's a whole lot of people that you have access to. Both of you are going to have access to people and out of the simplicity of your home life, out of the simplicity of your job, the simplicity of who you are, the Spirit of God comes upon you. And little lady, you speak words of knowledge. You see things in the Spirit. You see things in the Spirit. You see things in the Spirit. And you see things in the Spirit. You're going to get out of your head. Your head's busy, busy, busy. But you're making it a huge heart. You've got a huge heart. And I see you making plans and strategies and all that. That's all part of you, what you do. But this is the part that God says, I'm going to take. And I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use I've got to use this because I'm going to use your heart for my sake. Look up for me. I see in your heart of hearts right now. I see you just commit everything you've got to Him. Give it over to Him right now. God's going to give you the Holy Spirit back in His place. And then look up for God and put your hands on your heart of your life and become disciples of Jesus Christ. It can happen in a moment. God's going to come. The spirit of revelation is going to rest on you. The spirit of understanding coming on you. You will preach the word. You will preach the word. You will preach the word. Give yourself to the word. You'll unlock the mystery of the kingdom to your generation. Young adult, young adult. got to hear this. You've probably heard it a thousand times. You've got to hear it tonight, today. Your ear has not heard it. Your eye has not seen it. Neither has it entered your heart the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but that he reveals them by his spirit. There is a whole realm that goes beyond the reason of logic. I said, there is a whole realm that God has asked you to live in that goes beyond the reason of logic. It comes to the realms of faith. The day a spirit of faith wants to get on your lives so you can demonstrate to a generation that's locked in logic. 
locked in in ideology. But I'm telling you, the grace that's on your life and the mercy that's on your life is going to let people in because they trust you and they love you for who you are. The prophetic anointing that's on my life to come into her. The word of knowledge. The word of it's the word of you will function out of a word of knowledge. But wisdom will be your primary gift. I place a word of knowledge in him. Started. Who's going to come back tonight? Come back. Let's have a let's have a night in the anointing. I love what's on you too. Honestly, I mean it. The grace on you guys is awesome. Come on, guys. I think we should come back and learn how to just live in the anointing of God. We just learn to live in the anointing. Learn to identify it. Let's help you identify it so you can live live in the power of God. Thank you for your, thank you all your, all your life, all your service. But don't ever think that God is I just said to you, letting everything go that you've got, even, even now, everything, if you just got to let it all go, nothing, nothing matters. Today you're connected to the kingdom of God. And to me, it's what kingdom flows through. And all, there's things that haven't happened, things that haven't happened, but Day, God's trying to let everything go so you can take it. It's a new day. This is the first day of a brand new day in your world. It don't matter. Some things like God hear God say, they don't matter anymore. Because of the river. Well, there's a river that flows from the throne of God. To he who believed. Come. Out of his belly shall flow a river of living water. Whoever believes, who believes here today? Out of you shall flow a river. I can tell the Antichrist spirit has shut down that river in most churches. Because the river belongs to the kingdom of God. And when you understand kingdom living, you'll live in the power of God. And your neighbors will get healed like my neighbors get healed. Because I'm carrying the kingdom. They don't believe yet. I'll tell you a story after. I'll tell stories tonight. They're not believers, but they're healed. I get called the magic man. I'm the magic man. Some of them think I'm the magic man because one guy running around telling you got healed. That's great because it's at least I'm not a preacher, I'm a magic man. And I can tell I'm not a preacher from my, my perspective. Anyway, go home and feel the spirit. Thanks for having me.
Beautiful.